So it's a pleasure being here once again, and um, all segments are actually held on a Monday of every week. So 
scriptures will be taken from the King James Version Bible today. And I want to talk about the dominion rights procured by God, restated, demonstrated, and enhanced by Jesus Christ and bequeathed to his church, even his body on earth. So brethren, if Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 were the initiation of God's bequeathal of dominion rights to the human race, mankind could have been lost forever. And not only that, in addition, Satan would have become not only the God, lower G, of this world, meaning this age, but also of planet Earth forever. But thanks be unto God, who, because of his foreknowledge and omniscience, outwitted the evil one and procured and secured the right to redeem his creation from all iniquities, which can be confirmed by reading Titus chapter 2 verse 14. Transgressions and sin, read Psalms chapter 32 verse 5, which entered planet Earth because of Adam's transgression. And the prudent would, no doubt, ask, how did God ensure that his plan to make man a creature of dominion in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and the 28 was not derailed by Adam's transgression? So the answer is this. Even before the foundation of the world, the God of all flesh foreordained that Christ be sacrificed to secure the right to redeem planet Earth and its fullness thereof from Satan's grab for ownership. So to verify what I just said, read 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 20. And that is not all. But subsequent to God's articulated plan for Earth's redemption, it was revealed in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 20. He followed up his before the foundation of the world plan and actually sacrificed his lamb, even his Christ, at the very foundation of the world. And that can be verified by reading Revelation chapter 13, verse 8, and Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. So, based on what was mentioned just now, the doctrinal facts therefore, brethren, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Lucifer of Isaiah chapter 14, verse 12, being a created being, as we all read in Ezekiel chapter 28 verse 13, was never and can never ever be a match for God. Even the Elohim of Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, verse 26 and verse 28, Psalm chapter 45 verse 6, Hebrew chapter 1 verse 8, Acts chapter 5 verse 3, verse 4 verse 9 or the said triune god of first john chapter 5 verse 7 
or Isaiah chapter 48, verse 16, as we read in King James Version Bible. And for those who have ears to hear and are known of the three that bear record in heaven indeed and in truth, as John chapter 1, chapter 5, and verse and chapter 7 states, they too are divinely authorized to exercise dominion over the devil his angels and his agents on earth so to confirm my position as stated by the pen of the palmist david in psalm chapter 8 god restated his purpose for creating man so brethren in his second articulation however he has even given us additional information to that which he gave in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 and 28. For in addition to the restating of the fact that mankind was created and divinely authorized to exercise dominion over all sheep and oxen, the beast of the field, the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and whatsoever that passed through the waters, we were also given the following additional information namely one man was created a little lower than the angels read psalm chapter 8 verse 5 and two at his creation man was crowned with some god-given degree of glory and honor read psalms chapter 8 verse 5. so brethren those two information of man's creation is surely significant indeed for by it we know that man is unique in this god created universe in that man is the living union in which the material and the spiritual world converge and the point of that convergence is the soul of man so brethren read genesis chapter 2 verse 7 carefully and observe that man was called man before God breathed in his earthen nostrils, so that man without the God-breathed breath of God is but dust. So read Genesis chapter 3, verse 19, and be instructed accordingly. So the following confirmingly refers. So I'll read from Genesis chapter 3, verse 19. In the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat bread, till thou return unto the ground for out of it was thou taken for dust thou art and unto dust shall thou return that's genesis chapter 3 verse 19. so brethren although it might seem that i am somewhat belaboring this point it is to note it is of vital importance that we understand that man without god's breath was already man read genesis chapter 2 verse 7. But when God breathed his breath into the nostrils of his earthen created mummy, called man, man's spirit was formed in Adam, as Zechariah chapter 12, verse 1 states. But brethren, the question to be asked is, what about his soul? So, as stated before, man's soul, even the invisible house of his spirit, is the invisible point of convergence of his body and his spirit which is of the same essence as God's spirit. 
Now, since man was made a little lower than the angels, which are spirits, to say that man is a spirit is descriptively inappropriate. For he shall, at the first resurrection, be or become as the angels. So this fact Jesus himself confirmed when, in answering the Sadducees, said, The children of this world, meaning the age, marry and are given in marriage. But they which shall be accounted worthy to obtain that world and the resurrection from the dead, neither marry nor are given in marriage. Neither can they die anymore, for they are equal unto the angels and are children of God, being the children of the resurrection. So that scripture was taken from Luke chapter 20, verse 34 to 36. So let me explain that scripture. With respect to the creation of man, and let us return to our dominion rights team. But before I do so, I must deal with a related issue, and the following refers, brethren, to what was just mentioned previously. The divinely revealed information in one's intellectual arsenal, it is truly blasphemous to think that much worse to claim that man is an evolutionary derivative of some ape-like creature is an insult and this is to the genius of our creator. So this thing is satanic in origin and is blasphemous to say the least. And woe unto those who think that they can mock their creator for if they fail to repent and turn from their wickedness, they will share their master's destruction in the unquenchable fires of Gehenna. So read Matthew chapter 25 verse 41. Mark chapter 9 verse 43 to 48, Revelation chapter 20 verse 11 to 15, or Revelation chapter 21 verse 8, and settle this issue once and for all. So return, O foolish man, and believe the revealed truth of your maker concerning man's creation, and accept God's wonderful offer of salvation as provided by the sacrifice of his son. So today I urge you to confess that Jesus is your Lord and believe that God raised his son from the dead for your justification and be reconciled to God and experience the great salvation which God procured for humanity even from the foundation of the world as we read in Revelation chapter 13 verse 8. So brethren, I have dealt with the dynamics of what God did in order to secure his plan to ensure that man exercised dominion rights over planet Earth. And since God was so passionate about man's dominion rights over planet Earth, in the heart of the New Testament, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 5 to 18, we observe that he again revisits his Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 plan which was repeated in Psalm chapter 8, verses 48, in which he gave man dominion rights over planet Earth. So, this time around, in Hebrews chapter 2, verse 6 to 18, God informs us that 
In addition to his previously articulated plan recorded in Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 or Psalm chapter 8 verses 48, he has extended man's dominion rights even unto the world to come. As we read in Hebrews chapter 2 verse 5, he further informs us of the fact that in putting all things in subjection unto man, he left nothing that was not put in subjection under his feet. So therefore to ensure that his plan of Genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and Psalm chapter 8 verses 48 was adequately fulfilled. Our heavenly father sent his only begotten son in the fashion of a man crowned with the glory and honor with which Adam was crowned in order to take the sentence of death and actually tasted death for every man that by so doing he might produce glorified sons and daughters in the earth today yes even sons and daughters who would surely be able to exercise dominion over this earth and even over the world to come so brethren should you read Hebrews chapter 2 verse 5, verse 8, verse 10, or Revelation chapter 2 verse 7, verse 11, verse 17, verse 26, or Revelation chapter 3 verse 5, verse 12, or 21? You would soon understand that God's plan for mankind extends far beyond this age and even reaches unto the world to come. Because of God's original plan, Jesus, the last Adam, was born of the Virgin Mary, was circumcised the eighth day, but at 12 years old, he baffled the doctors of the law with his understanding and answers. Read Luke chapter 2, verses 46 to 47. Now, when he was found by his parents in the temple, after asking them, how is it that they did not know that he was about his father's business? He went with them to Nazareth and as a child was subject to them. So as a consequence of his submission to the authority of his parents, Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Read Luke chapter 2 verse 52 for yourselves and as confirmation. And from certain scriptural encounters with worshipers on the Sabbath day, we learn that he did carpentry with his stepfather Joseph as Mark chapter 6 verse 3 states. Now, before the launch of his public ministry, Jesus traveled from Galilee to Jordan to be baptized by John the Baptist. Initially, John refused to baptize Jesus, citing the fact that he, John, had need to be baptized by Jesus. However, when Jesus explained to John that it was necessary for him to be baptized to fulfill all righteousness, John relented and baptized Jesus. Now, immediately upon his being baptized in water, the heavens were opened unto him, 
and he saw the Holy Ghost descending like a dove and lighting upon him. Having submitted himself to the above-mentioned baptisms, Jesus received an audible heavenly endorsement. And this fact can be confirmed by the following verses, which is found in Matthew chapter 3, verses 16 to 17, and it states, And Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and, lo, the heavens were opened unto him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. Brethren, it is important to note that notwithstanding the fact that Jesus Christ was baptized with water in the river Jordan, then with the Holy Spirit, after which he received a public endorsement from his heavenly father, he was not yet fully equipped for his public ministry. For Jesus had to first defeat the devil in the wilderness in the three areas in which the first Adam failed in order to become the last Adam. So these three areas are as follows. Namely, in the area of lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and in the area of the pride of life. So this fact secures scriptural confirmation in the following verses, which is taken from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17, which states, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. So that's taken from 1 John chapter 2, verse 15 to 17. So brethren, after having defeated the devil in these three areas, he was now fully equipped to defeat the devil in any sphere of life. And this is why Jesus was led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. As we read in Mark chapter 1 verses 11 to 13, Matthew chapter 4 verse 1, and Luke chapter 4, verses 1 to 2. Now it is important to know that it was after his victorious encounter with the devil that Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and there went out a fame of him through all the region round about, as we read in Luke chapter 4, verse 14. So following this divine empowerment, brethren, Jesus Christ entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and after having been given the book, he stood up and read from the prophetic writings the following. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he had anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. 
he had sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and the recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister, and the sat down, and the eyes of all them that were in a synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears, which is taken from Luke chapter 4, verses 18 to 21. So brethren, what was just mentioned is the public act of Jesus in the synagogue, which elicited the following comments. Is not this Joseph's son, which is taken from Luke chapter 4, verses 22. And having responded to their unexpressed reasonings in a short sermon, his response enraged his detractors. Therefore they rose up and thrust him out of the city and led him unto the brow of the hill in order to cast him down headlong. But he passing through the midst of them went his way as we read in Luke chapter 4, verse 18 to 21. Then the other verses which cover the issue mentioned are up to verse 32. And you will see what Jesus went through to procure salvation for me and for you. So following the episode in Capernaum, Jesus had an encounter with a demon-possessed man who identified him as the Holy One of God. Jesus commanded the demon in the man to hold its peace and to come out of him. And having cast the man down, the demon immediately came out of him, as we read in Luke chapter 4, verses 31 to 36. Thus Jesus demonstrated his dominion authority over demons. In Matthew chapter 8, verses 23 to 27, Luke chapter 8, verses 22 to 25, and Luke chapter 8, verses 27 to 41, we observe Jesus exercising dominion over nature by stilling the raging seas and also over demons. And in Matthew chapter 14, verses 22 to 32, Mark chapter 6, verses 46 to 50, and John chapter 6, verses 16 to 21, we see Jesus exercising dominion over gravity by walking on water. We see Jesus exercising dominion over lack by feeding 5,000 and 4,000 men besides women and children, using five loaves and two fishes and seven loaves and a few fishes respectively, and taking up 12 and seven baskets of fragment thereafter. So read for yourselves Matthew chapter 14, verses 15 to 20, Mark chapter 6, verses 35 to 43, Luke chapter 9, verses 12 to 17, John chapter 6, verses 1 to 13, 
Then read Matthew chapter 15, verses 32 to 37, and Mark chapter 8, verses 1 to 9, for confirmation of these episodes. So with respect to the fact that Jesus exercised dominion over sickness and demons, let the following references suffice. Matthew chapter 4, verses 23. Matthew chapter 8, verse 16. Matthew chapter 15, verse 30. Mark chapter 1, verses 40 to 42. Luke chapter 5, verses 17 to 24. Luke chapter 7, verses 1 to 10. Luke chapter 8, verses 43 to 48. Luke chapter 11, verse 14. See also Matthew chapter 15, verses 21 to 28. Matthew chapter 17, verses 14 to 18. Or Mark chapter 7, verses 25 to 30 for additional confirmation. So brethren, with respect to Jesus exercising dominion over the spirit of death, read Matthew chapter 9, verses 18 to 25, Mark chapter 5, verses 21 to 42, Luke chapter 8, verses 40 to 56, for two individuals who died but were not yet buried. However, for one who was dead for four days and was already buried, see John chapter 11, verses 38 to 44. So finally, with respect to Jesus exercising dominion over the one that had the power of death, Jesus allowed himself to be crucified. But while his body was in the grave, he went to Sheol or Hades and took the keys of death from the angel of death, as we read in Job chapter 18, verse 13. He then preached to those people who died while the ark was being prepared. 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 18. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 6. Then ascended from hell, Hades or Sheol, then showed himself to Mary, which is John chapter 20, verse 17. Then ascended to his father with the resurrected sheaf of Old Testament saints, who arose out of their graves after his resurrection. Read Matthew chapter 27, verses 52 to 53, if in doubt. So Jesus exercised dominion over time and gravity when he ascended to his father in heaven as we read in john chapter 20 verse 17 and returned to earth in one day which can be confirmed by reading john chapter 20 verse 17 to 19 this trip he made to carry his holy blood of the new covenant to the heavenly sanctuary and the sheaf of resurrected old testament saints to heaven now to ensure that we emulate his earthly exploits before his crucifixion he told us the following verily verily i say unto you 
He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father, as we read in John chapter 14, verse 12. So brethren, to ensure that we operate legally, as mentioned previously, he gave to his church the power of attorney, that is, the legal rights to use his name in our exercise of dominion over sin, sickness, lack, nature, barrenness, witchcraft, the spirit of death, and even over all the powers of the enemy, as Luke chapter 10 verse 19 states. So brethren, those above mentioned authority is given to the New Testament church, subject of course to its willingness to abide in him and allow his words to abide in us. So this instruction to abide in him is synonymous with keeping his commandments as John chapter 14 verse 12 to 15 verse 21 to 24 and john chapter 15 verse 7 states in addition brethren we must receive his holy spirit in all its dimensions as can be gleaned from john chapter 20 verse 22 then luke chapter 24 verse 49 acts chapter 8 verse 12 then 14 to 17 and not just the one baptism of ephesians chapter 4 verse 5 or first corinthians chapter 12 verse 13 or the one baptism which the thief on the cross experienced in order to enter paradise with christ in fact we must experience the baptism which hebrew chapter 6 verses 1 to 2 commands so that we can sing with the understanding and also sing with the Spirit or pray with the understanding and also pray with the Holy Ghost. So brethren, to encourage us in the exercise of our dominion rights by the pen of St. Luke, he gave us the following promise. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. That's Luke chapter 10 verse 19. And just before his ascension to his father, he commanded us accordingly. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's Mark chapter 16, verses 15 to 18. So, 
based on what was said today our heavenly father procured dominion rights for us even from the foundation of the world as we read in revelation chapter 13 verse 8 hebrews chapter 4 verse 3 then came jesus the earth and demonstrated restated and enhanced the same then bequeathed full dominion rights to his church i repeat jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly brethren that is surely more life than adam had for we can have the life of jesus christ which would enable us to exercise dominion rights even as he did in addition since chief on the list of jesus mission to earth was to reconcile humanity back to himself as we read in second corinthians chapter 18 to verse 20 and to destroy the works of the devil as we read in first john chapter 3 verse 8 he commissioned us accordingly as thou hast sent me into the world even so have i also sent them into the world that is john chapter 17 verse 18 and relevant to this topic under review brethren we have the following confirmation which is taken from john chapter 20 verse 21 and it states as my father had sent me even so sent i you so as i close from the information stated today we know that our purpose on earth among other things is to exercise dominion rights over planet earth as expressed in genesis chapter 1 verse 26 and verse 28 to reconcile humanity back to god so that they can have life and have it more abundantly as john chapter 10 verse 10 states as is commanded in second corinthians chapter 5 verse 18 to 20 and to destroy the works of the devil as is indicated in first john chapter 3 verse 8 and since we know of the measures that our god undertook in order to procure and ensure that we succeed in what was mentioned previously in our ministerial assignments let us individually and collectively take the necessary steps to ensure that we please our god in the above god required assignment so go forth my brethren and begin to operate as creatures of dominion from today so that's the end of my segment today. I will be live again next week, Monday. Remember that Jesus Christ will be returning. So please prepare yourselves for his return. Read your Bibles every day. Spend time in the Word. Please have a safe and productive week. Jesus Christ loves you and I love you. So bless.